Okay, today we begin reading through Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. Um, this is a letter that is rich in instruction, not only for the individual Christian life, but also especially for life together as the church. Um, how is the church to relate and worship together? It's a, it's a rewarding book to study carefully through, and I look forward to reading through it and studying it with you. So let's, let's take a, uh, a couple of uh, main ideas from this first chapter. And the, the, first, the first truth has to do with the sovereign call of God. And there's an unmistakable emphasis strung throughout this opening chapter of 1 Corinthians, and that is the sovereign call of God in a person to salvation. It is so very clear if you read it carefully. Paul opens the letter identifying himself as Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus. Now, we know that story. Paul was stopped in his tracks on the road to Damascus, and he received this call from God, Acts chapter 9. Paul identifies himself to the Corinthians not as one who sought the office of apostle. How did he come to be an apostle? God called him. When God called, he came. But then notice how he addresses those in Corinth to whom he's writing. He addresses them as, in verse 2 as those who were called to be saints. Just as he was sovereignly called to be an apostle in verse 1, they were just as sovereignly called to be saints in verse 2 in the same way as were, as he says in verse 2, all those who in every place call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So not only did Paul call the Corinthians to salvation, that's how he calls anybody. That's how anybody comes, becomes a Christian. Already in the second verse of the letter, Paul has answered the question of why anybody calls on the Lord and is saved. The answer is because the Lord first called them. This isn't something we just glean from one verse in this chapter. Think with me about how Paul emphasizes this truth over and over again throughout the, the chapter. In verse 9, Paul says, quote, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Fellowship with whom? He doesn't say God called us to fellowship with each other, but fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Why do we have fellowship with Jesus? Not because we sought it, but because God called us to it. In fact, in verses 23 and 24, Paul says that to that to many the message of the gospel is, is absolute foolishness. And if you spend any time trying to share the gospel with, with other people, you'll find that to be true. A lot of people just think it's, a, it's, it's, it's stupid, right? But Paul says to those who are called, it is the best news they've ever heard. Paul then tells the Corinthians to consider your calling, verse 26. Three times in verses 26 through 28, Paul says that God chose to save the weak through the preaching of a message that many consider to be weak in order to shame those who think they're wise in, in themselves apart from God. And the chapter ends forcefully by declaring in no uncertain terms, verses 30 and 31, that God is the source of your life in Christ Jesus. And therefore, if you're going to boast about anything, boast in the Lord. Point being, salvation is a humbling thing, or it ought to be. Back when Paul was talking about these things in Romans 11, his conclusion there in Romans 11:20 was, do not become proud, but stand in awe. Some buck against the idea of God's sovereignty. But why? Is God not good? 
Is God not wise? And he's, he's both of those things and more. Furthermore, to what good end would a person buck against and deny the sovereignty of God if in fact God actually is sovereign and has told us so in undeniable terms in Scripture? God is who he is and has told us who he is in Scripture. 1 Corinthians 1 sets forth convincingly the truth that God is sovereign over all who call upon the name of the Lord. Verse 2, and has fellowship with Jesus Christ. Verse 9, he is the source of it all. Verse 30, this is not a truth to lament, but one over which to give thanks and rejoice. Consider just one reason uh, to rejoice in this truth. That's our second and final point from this chapter. That has to do with eternal security. Different denominations of Christians believe different things on certain matters. One, one of those disputed matters is over whether or not a Christian's salvation can be lost once it has been gained. It is the, is the believer secure in their salvation, or can one who is truly saved lose that salvation for one reason or another? Some believe that salvation can be truly gained and then truly lost. They, in other words, would deny a belief in eternal security. Once, is a, uh, once a person is saved, some say, they are not necessarily always saved. But does this belief hold up to scrutiny when we examine it in light of God's word? I don't think it does. And we can subject it to a brief examination even just from this one chapter, 1 Corinthians 1. Early in the chapter, Paul tells these Corinthian believers uh, in verses 7 and 8, our Lord Jesus Christ will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not, in other words, that we are holding on to him. He's holding on to us. The reason Paul is so confident in this truth is because of what we said in the first point. Paul is absolutely and unwaveringly confident that God will sustain you to the end, verse 8, for the very reason that it was by him, verse 9, that you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God finishes what he starts. You'll see that in Philippians 1.6. He doesn't bring you to salvation and then leave the rest up to you. He brings you to salvation and then carries you safely home. If my salvation was completely owing to my choosing of Jesus of my own volition apart from God, then I suppose at some point along the way I might, by my own volition, opt out of the program. But that's not the way it works. We have seen Paul emphasize over and over again how it is God who calls us and brings us to Jesus. And for that reason, we can be sure that he will sustain us to the end. Those are just a couple of thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 1.